Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for June 9th, 2011, and now the news. Reports out of Germany say that General Motors is looking at selling off Opel again. Back when it was going through bankruptcy in 2009, GM planned to sell Opel to Canadian auto supplier Magna, but GM backed out of the deal at the last moment, saying it did not want to lose Opel's engineering prowess. But Opel is losing big money and European laws make it very difficult to restructure the company. Reuters reports possible buyers could be Volkswagen or some Chinese car company. Europe in general and Germany in particular are very pro-union places. The Wall Street Journal reports Volkswagen's unions want to acquire up to 3% of VW stock worth nearly a billion euros. That's almost about a billion five dollars. Workers want a stronger hand in running the company, as well as a bigger share of future profits. And in related German labor news, Bloomberg reports BMW and VW will cut some of their workers' summer vacations to meet production demand. At two of its factories, BMW is chopping the summer breakdown from a whole month to just one week. Those German cars really are in demand. In still more labor-related news, nearly 2,000 Maruti Suzuki workers in India have been on strike for four days. Some of the employees' demands include better working conditions and longer tea breaks, of all things. And you know, I agree, that is worth fighting for. Right now, their tea breaks are only seven and a half minutes long, hardly enough time to even heat up the water. The Center for Automotive Research says the White House's proposed CAFE standards for 2025 would be really bad news for the automotive industry. The proposed target of between 47 and 62 miles per gallon would raise prices for an ordinary family sedan to $55,000, according to the car study. Citing the job losses that would result from such a mandate, Sean McAlinden, one of the study's authors, says, why would they be interested in destroying an industry they just saved? Uh-oh, not again. The AFP reports that Saab has halted production at its plant in Trollhot in Sweden because of supply shortages. Saab says manufacturing is on a day-to-day basis, and that's not the way to run a plant. Some suppliers are still waiting to get paid, and that sure sounds like the real reason Saab is not building any cars. Coming up next, a look at two of the contenders in the race to become the next CEO of the Ford Motor Company. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. All this week, I've been taking a look at the executives at Ford who are in the race to replace CEO Alan Mulally when he decides to retire. The company's chairman, Bill Ford, said that any replacement is going to come from within the company, and I'll announce who I think is going to become the next CEO on tomorrow's show. But today, we need to look at two of the contenders. 
Jim Farley is one of the coolest guys in the auto industry and definitely one of the best marketing executives. He actually started his career at Toyota, where he really made his name by launching the Scion brand. It got off to a roaring start, and while Scion isn't doing all that great right now, it sure did when Farley was there. That success got him promoted to Vice President of All Marketing at Toyota Motor Sales USA, and then promoted again as Group Vice President and General Manager of Lexus. All that really caught Ford's attention, and in 2007, it stole him away from Toyota. But his career also hit something of a speed bump at Ford, at least in terms of making it to the CEO position. In 2009, Ford gave him operational responsibility for Canada, Mexico, and South America. But only a year later, Ford took that responsibility away from him to have him concentrate on global marketing, where the company still has a lot of room left to improve. Farley can still leave a lasting mark on Ford and on the industry in that position, but I believe whoever becomes CEO is going to have to have extensive operations and overseas experience, and that leads us to the next contender. John Fleming is kind of a dark horse in the race to become CEO. Not well known outside of Ford, he brings impeccable credentials in the race to replace Mullally. Born in Liverpool, here's yet another Englishman in the running, and he bleeds Ford blue. Fleming actually started working at Ford's Halewood plant in England when he was only 16 years old. He worked his way up the manufacturing side of the business and in the mid-90s was assigned to work in the U.S., also in manufacturing. And then they moved him back to Europe to run all the manufacturing operations there. They liked what he did, and in 2005, he was promoted to Group Vice President and CEO of Ford of Europe. In 2009, he moved back to the U.S. to run all manufacturing and labor affairs for the company worldwide. And what I like about Fleming's chances is he has extensive operations experience in North America and Europe, but he's also in a good spot from an age standpoint. Fleming turns 60 this year. And if Mullally retires two years from now, Fleming would still be able to fill the CEO role for about three years. That could buy the board more time to determine which of the young Turks should ultimately get that position. Don't miss tomorrow's show when I announce who I think will actually get the nod to be the next CEO. And don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest tonight will be Francois Castang, the former head of engineering at Chrysler back in the day when the company made boatloads of money. He also ran Renault's racing program earlier in his career. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo, along with a cameo appearance from Jason Vines tonight for the best insider discussion of what's going on in the automotive industry. And that is the end of today's report. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.